0: Kuzum Osespa in Mandalorian Wars over on my pizza Mandalorian Historians story Star Wars historians deep in debate the But they play at ben I'm Renegade, show to penetrate first and second offense I won't hesitate, got a job to do Darcy, Darth the guy delegates Got something against Skywalker, someone he really hates I don't give a fuck, I'm after Solo for all I carry Could be behind at Yoda's dojo Gotta make the money, credit's no good When a job run a shop in your neighborhood Think you can cook, I got a grappling hook Let's make this quick, cause I'm really booked I'm a devious degenerate, defender of the devil on all the trash compactors on the detention level My backpacks, got chance Well I'm Boba, all well, fat Well I bounty hunt for java heart to finance my bed. When oh, i chill in deep space a mask is over my face Well, will the prize, but i'm still there on my eyes cause my time i don't like two waste. get down i'm a question rep inside enigma get inside a slave one find your home and signal from endor to heart ripley to spark i'll find what you want but there's gonna be a cost say my name is boba fett i know my shit is tight. Stop acting right yo fuck on the carbonite got Flamethrowers on my wrist You still don't, don't get, get the gist fight boosted made the kick Targets made the hit You think I give a shit? Your mama is a bitch I see you in a like pit You just flipped my switch Integrity's been hit. You it on my itch You know I shoot the gist I got the bean and Katina's Way they lick my lefty lips So I'll let you get back Inside your little spaceship Give you a head start Cause I'm a sportin' con Consider the starting line A sneaky smile hot inside Hope you have hyper drive. drive Pray to stay alive Don't try to slip me five Cause I never take a bribe To the beat of a different drama best bunny hunter Let no man put us under Or else be put under as in 6 feet, got an imperial feet, backing me up, gonna blow up any attempt to defeat. They got a dead stock, got for payments on my car, handed over to Hammerhead, at most I see bar, used to carjack and he's a bar back, just go to show how you can get back on the right track. Guess for me that's not an option, can't say that with more clarity, me going legit would be like JoJo Jar with speech therapy. My backpacks got jets, well I'm boba, well i well I bounty hunt for java hunt to finance my vet, well I chill in deep space. Time, I'd like to ways, get down. Face it open like a tom tom, faster than the Autobahn. Or a motorbike, trying to do the deed. I'm living gone Jabba has to hit the fit. Contact or in? Overcoat the flat on photo It's legit Back in the day when I was a slave.
1: to Revolutions Per Minute, Revolutionary Sounds from Around the World. My name is Ridhi Meta Nagebauer.
2: Hi, I'm Alan uh, been... Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and for my, uh, I guess, verbal debut on the show, this is Adam Nagebauer.
1: Excellent. Ooh. Welcome, Adam. Welcome, Alan Michael. Uh, we're very excited to have this episode today. Um, we're going to be talking about something. That I honestly hadn't really thought about as an art form, let alone a source of music, let alone politics. So, oh,
2: it comes out <laughs> swinging. <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's so much rich stuff.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I have much to learn. So, I'm excited about today. And so, we're going to be talking about video games and music and politics and video games. So, So, I mean, I'm obviously not a gamer, but you, Alan Michael, are, and Adam, you are as well. So could you talk a little bit about, you know, how video games, how you view video games and how it might relate to politics and how they might be a source of music?
2: Sure.
3: Adam, do you want to start?
2: Sure. Uh, Well, uh, so I guess uh, first to get into the two songs that we started off with, um, So these are actually represent kind of two of the musical genres that have come out of the uh, video game, computer game world and gaming, gaming culture. So um, the first one is, uh, was MC Chris's Fetz Vet uh, and uh, representing the nerdcore genre, which is uh, a genre of music that is mostly uh they sing about very nerdy themes uh video games dungeons and dragons boba fett boba fett <laughs> you know um and a lot of it uh is in kind of rap style so not exactly what you would think a nerd would be singing but um so that was, yeah, that was uh, the first song. The second song uh, represented, in a way, uh, the uh, 8-bit chiptune songs. So this was a style of music that was of kind of electronic or synthesized music that was created um, to create songs and or sound effects for early video games and computer games, but now is continuing uh, to be used um, to create Mar, Mar music. Um, I found out in doing my research that I actually didn't really like a lot of eight-bit chip tune songs. But the the song um, that I included, Nitro Fund's uh, new game, um, is more of an electronic song. It's a artist out of Mexico that likes to sample a lot of chiptunes tunes um, in his music, and so oh, that's you would. Cool. Uh, you'll hopefully recognize at least some of the songs in that uh, or or some of the samples in that song. So that kind of is some of the music defined by the gaming industry. But I think to your question about music, politics, gaming, um, that kind of the first set of music or the next set of music, we'll get into that more um but uh yes as as an art form and yes video games are an art form (laughs) not gonna debate that right now um the um a lot of the interpretation of the game is in uh, by the player and um there are a lot of kind of clashes within the gaming culture between conservatives and liberal fans, um, and sometimes even um, upholding the same game as uh, representing their cause or whatever. Oh, yeah. um, but, uh, I mean, games are essentially just interactive simulation sort of conflict. And I'm talking about games in general, not just video games, but board games often. Um, and uh, so a lot of themes um, that can pull from a lot of different themes. Um, So uh, very common ones, anti-fascism, anti-corporatism, and a lot of social justice themes uh, you can find in video games. But at the same time, you can find themes about like, good guy with a gun, survival of the fittest, pro-military, pro-nationalism, and heroines in distress. Um, which uh not exactly the most progressive themes. Um, but uh, I think as the um, video game industry and culture has grown, um, a lot of, I think, the handling of these themes has evolved over time and gotten less bad.
1: A little bit about how games have kind of evolved or from your experience
3: oh yeah totally i think there's um yeah i think as i'm talking i don't want to kind of create a narrative of like development or progress here but i think it's always a kind of like video games have just been another like site of struggle over representation and mm-hmm. i think you know for me growing up as a queer kid in very rural areas, like games in many ways started off as like a mode of escape for me of like, you know, dealing with very harsh realities of my own. Um, and so many people, especially minoritized folks, I think, you know, take to gaming because they get to exist in a whole other world where they don't have to deal with bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then at the same time, time you know because they are cultural sites where people are fighting over larger narratives and so forth right you know there are some games that had like as adam was saying the like damsel in distress narrative or like i mean you can think about mario the main like the main narrative form in mario is to ultimately kind of save the princess from bowser Um, Right. But
1: at the same time,
3: everybody fucking loves that game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because,
1: well, yeah. Same goes for you're like, Zelda, too. Right. Zelda is another one where there's a princess and totally. then there's. Yeah. Right?
3: Exactly. So at the same time, it's like, you know, Zelda was one of my like favorite games. And, you know, even though what I love, there's a queer theorist who uses the term disidentification. And I really love this because it's really like, you know, this is what we're given and this is what we have to work with. And even though it isn't really meant for us, we still get some sort of enjoyment mm. out of it, right? So we don't identify right. it with it fully. We don't misidentify, but we disidentify with it. Mm. Um, and I think as a bunch of us have gotten older, uh, you know, I'm 30 now. And I think as as people from my generation moved into the video gaming field, we've seen narratives proliferate that really have challenged the old narratives and have enabled like representation of more queer folks, but also indigenous people, like people of color in roles where they don't either get killed or they're secondary characters, right? So, you know, the, the gaming world, again, is another side of struggle. And a lot of people have made huge strides in that.
1: Cool, are there any particular games that you would recommend or can think of that kind of exhibit this?
3: Yeah, I think one great game that came out by from some Dutch makers and I think they're um I can't remember, I think their company is called Gorilla Gorilla Games or something and they um produced Horizon Zero Dawn. I think that's an excellent game. It's like an RPG type game to start off with. Um yeah, that one has been a, one that I've liked quite a bit. I've liked some of the ways that the Final Fantasy series have pushed back or had commentaries on things. Like I know we're about to go into um, one of the songs from Final Fantasy X, which is like one of my favorites um, in that entire series. Um, And I think some people pick up the way that they talk about religion in Final Fantasy X. I mean, the ultimate thing that you have to fight is called sin. Um, Mm -hmm. And everybody is in this religious community where they're like praying and they're trying to fight against just sin from coming back over and over again um but there's some really cool ways in which they think about sin in that whole series um and the idea of like another world to be created um and the title of the song is other world um and so it has a very kind of like futurity to it that is really interesting about how to create like a collective like way of being with beings that are very very different from you um and living together um in a kind of like peaceful they call the period after they defeat sin the calm um and i think that's really rich like mm-hmm. that's very cool for like a certain form of coalition
1: like coalition building yeah yeah, yeah. cool so adam what, what are we gonna listen to next
2: uh so yeah let's let's start off with the final fantasy song so um yeah, as Alan Michael was talking about, there's a lot of politics throughout the Final Fantasy series. It um, has some very complicated storylines. Um, not as complicated as they get, but has has a lot out there. So um, Final Fantasy VII being one that is often discussed. Oh, I love it, I love it. <laughs> and uh, so like uh, I was talking with some of my friends about kind of politics and games. And so they brought up Final Fantasy VII and my friend described it as a former mercenary joins an eco terrorist organization to stop a world controlling mega corporation from extracting the planet's life essence as an energy source. Yes, <laughs> it's So good. And the remake is about to come. It is very true. Tenth. And um, but perfect timing
1: for our COVID situation, right? right? If people are playing video games, <laughs> oh, yes. it's perfect for that. Oh, yes.
2: Um. But at the same time, that I found when I was doing some of my research for this, uh, there were conservative blogs that also touted Final Fantasy VII because they talked about how the game had some very Christian themes of redemption and talked about the potential oh. evils of science. And so, just another example about how you can interpret it to be meaningful to you and from. Totally all sides of the spectrum uh, whether or not it was intended to be so or whatever anyways so yeah uh for Final Fantasy uh yeah I picked a song from Final Fantasy X that I enjoy it's a collaboration between a Japanese composer and a frontman for a Japanese death metal band so uh you know <laughs> so another standard song uh so yeah that one's called Other World. um The next uh, song uh, was just a highlight from kind of the indie games uh, that are out there, um, that a lot of them are for, uh, can more easily explore um, themes, whether they're lefty or conservative or games that are not as typical. Um, So a couple highlights from that are like Kentucky Route Zero, which no, I still have not played. Uh, gone home, which Rithy and I played together. I
1: actually finished it, Alan Michael.
2: Oh, uh, and, oh wow! And then the recent, uh, Super Bernie World, which I highly recommend. Um, and um, so yeah, for this group, I I picked a song from Gone Home. Um, and so yeah, that game, story-driven exploration game, kind of a mist light, um, with very light. Puzzle solving elements. Um, and it included as a central theme, uh, spoiler alert here, um, a young girl growing up as a lesbian in a very unapproving family. Um, and so, kind of through the game, you're exploring that. Uh, it's your younger sister, I think. It was her kind of story. Um, so, for that song, uh, for that game, I picked one of the songs that you... Uh, during the game, you can find these cassettes uh, that your sister uh, collected from... And this is a callback to your Riot Girl episode. Let's see, that song that I picked for that was... Oh, yeah, Heaven, the Terrorist. Um, and then for the final uh, selection in this set um, was... I would say... Very early on, trying games, trying to struggle with—I uh, um, guess not even—it was before woke was a thing. Um, but it, it's uh, a guilty pleasure of mine called Revolution X. Features Aerosmith, and uh, you—it's uh, it, was an arcade game originally. And it, just check it out; it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but uh, so naturally I have to pick one of Aerosmith's songs, so uh, Sweet Emotion was the one I picked.
1: Okay, here we go! So, what do we have? What do we got next?
2: Well, um, so the next set, um, I picked some of, uh, I guess, some of the favorite songs I've had randomly picked up from music, uh, from video games. Yeah. Um, or religiously listen to video game music, or it's not.
1: Yeah. Would Alan Michael, do you also listen to music or while you're playing?
3: Oh, yes, totally.
1: Oh, really? Oh, okay. So you really pay attention to the music while you're playing.
3: Yeah, I love the music from
2: video games quite a bit.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs>
2: <All right. laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, as like with how I watch uh, movies and such, I, I it's more of just an escape for me. And uh-huh. so the themes, the music and stuff, really, I'm very passive <laughs> And some of it every now and then will stick. Um, but uh, so anyways, for, yeah, the next set, um, let's see. I've picked some songs that do have some stories behind them and all that. Um, but for the first song, uh, dedicating it to my sister, Allison. So this is a song from Grand Theft Auto 4, uh, a series that she loves. Um, controversial series uh, for a variety of reasons, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um the song i've picked is um in grand theft auto 4 there's a series of like radio stations you can listen to as you're driving through the the world Uh-oh. and uh, so i think this was one of the first songs i actually heard in the game and it's a an anti-fascist song uh by glucosa uh, i forgot where they're out of um yeah and the song is schwein it's probably german then yeah i think it's- um or,
1: no, they're Russian.
2: Russian. There we Russian. go.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that was the first one. Uh, but
1: so, Al Michael, do you also find that, have you played Grand Theft Auto and do you view it oh, as man. a controversial game?
3: I know that Grand Theft Auto was an extremely controversial game it's one of the games that everybody cites for like people who are violent it's it mm-hmm. became right. like the game that people cited for just game violence in general um but yeah I totally played it when I was a kid and then I never actually got that much into it thereafter I'm such like an RPG type person um mm-hmm. but um apart from that they had like amazing music in it though so yeah. You know.
1: There's, yeah, yeah, and and I guess the thing is, is kind of going back to Alan Michael, what you had said earlier, is that yeah, the games aren't perfect. Progressive values per se, but you yeah. are able to glean certain things out of it, certain messaging or certain yeah. representation aspects that are helpful, and uh-huh. then that do push the conversation or do push push the movement forward, right? Would you say that? i I'm, I'm not sure. What it is in Grand Theft Auto that that we all we can sorts argue, of things <laughs> that we
4: can argue <laughs> <laughs>
1: is, is beneficial to the greater movement, but yeah, I imagine a bunch of these games have something like that, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Let's see. Oh, yeah. So, second song on this next set um, is so this was a game that uh, played growing up a bit with uh, my friend Mark um, and. On the surface, the game is very much about violence and killing, (laughs) but uh, actually explored um, some aspects of mental health. I imagine some of it was a bit clumsy, um, but there were, again, deeper themes that could be uh, gleamed from it. Um, So this uh, the video game is uh, Twisted Metal Black. and so the other story, just to kind of highlight how ignorant I am about something. So the song is Rolling Stone's Paint It Black. Oh. And my friend <laughs> my friend Mark and I, uh, or a group of us, like, really liked this song partially from this game. And so we listened to it together or whatever. And uh, I think one day someone came up to us and asked, like, how can you listen to that song or how do you like it so much? And we're like, oh, why? We had no idea that it had such dark themes in the song, like about a funeral procession, or I, I forgot exactly what it's all about. But yeah, we were just in, thought it was a fun beat. <laughs> and, <laughs> Cameron, right. and we liked playing. Um,
3: so I would also have to say, I would look at, um, one, I love the song, Painted Black, and it has so many lives in various things, such as soundtracks mm-hmm. and games and so forth. Um, and I would just have to plug the amazing work of Ramin Jawadi, who is a, like Iranian-German composer. And they did another version of Painted Black in Westworld season two. Um, oh, and it's uh-huh. just like another spin of this song that keeps appearing mm-hmm. in like soundtracks. of. I know this is not explicitly Game World, but you know, no. it's soundtrack world, but it's there, right? So yeah, um, I would say another great one
1: yeah and and i would say westworld is effectively a game more i mean right in many ways
3: yeah it's a game for some people you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly until the the androids revolt yeah yeah sorry spoiler alert anyway
2: oh geez (laughs) uh so last song of this set um is uh, from a game uh, that explores one of the most controversial themes in video games, which is guns and gun violence. And so this is a very iconic game from, or iconic series from a genre called loot shooters, um, which basically has you running around killing enemies to get equipment and guns that will make you stronger so you're better able to kill more enemies. So you can get better equipment and yada, yada, yada. Um, but anyways, this is a very over-the-top uh, entry into this uh, genre. Yeah. And uh, so it does not take itself nearly as seriously as other ones in the genre. The game is Borderlands. Uh, so actually, some of the music in it is pretty great. Um, so this one is the, the first game's theme song, Cage the Elephant, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Oh, yeah.
1: such a good song. It is a great song. Cage <laughs> the Elephant is a fantastic band. We, I don't, yeah. think, I don't think they get enough credit for that.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, uh, so those are kind of the songs for the next set. But I think talking, going back to a bit more politics in video games, uh, one of your earlier questions. So just outside of the games themselves, kind of the game industry, um And there have been, uh, over the years, uh, more recently, a lot of efforts to possibly use um, some of the game developers. Uh, And then there have also been some social movements. Um, There have been, like, at Google, they walked. There was, like, a 20,000-person protest about um, arbitration? uh, Yeah, arbitration language. And they were actually successful. Uh, Google uh, pulled back that requirement Um, and then a smaller group at Riot Games tried a similar thing, but as far as I know, that was not as securely ending that practice uh, at Riot Games, but um, I mean, there, yeah, there's just a lot of talks, um, growing talks about uh, uh, within the video game industry, crunch time is a very big known problem, um, where there is a very set deadline when a game needs to come out and it is the, uh, grunts doing, making the game, uh, testing the game, all of that, that end up working incredibly long hours, losing all weekends. And yeah, I think they're basically salaried employees. They're basically told, do this or you lose your job. job. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the game is shipped, they need a lot smaller crew to actually manage the game. So sometimes uh, a lot of the studios end up laying off a lot of people after the game has been shipped.
1: Yeah. In terms of as a player, Alan Michael, do you or in the circles and other gaming circles that you interact in, do you find that these issues for the workers really resonates with gamers who are actually consuming the the
3: the game? Oh man, I feel like that depends on who you ask because I think I mean to like Adam's point earlier, some folks you know will see in the games kind of what they want and will make connections and so forth and I think they're just like any other consumption of like mm-hmm. material and even commodities, right? I mean games are ultimately commodities and they are, they are big sellers um, but not everybody is super conscious about the workers' who make them and their conditions and making the games. So, I mean, yeah, it totally depends. It's how much people are kind of tapped into what's happening with those people. Um, I feel like because of how games have become like so online now that perhaps access to that is a bit more like readily available Um, where I'm thinking about like, playstation has a whole online store and community and stuff and so people just talk a lot more and you have access to those things there but um yeah i think that it totally depends it's on kind of what you're looking for and what you're getting out of it but
1: yeah Mm -hmm. okay all right here we go with glucosa
5: 1, 2, 3, прекрасные
6: свиньи 1, 2, 3, шики-шики швайны 1, 2, 3, прекрасные, прекрасные свиньи 1, 2, 3, шики-шики швайны 1, 2, 3, шики-шики швайны 1, 2, 3, шики-шики 1, шики-шики швайны шики шики шики
4: Внимание, внимание Всем обманщикам девчачьих сердец Приказано собраться в одну кучу э, Идти на Или и попытаться превратиться в людей и не обманывать тех, кто вас любит.
7: you use a little company if you pay the right price your evening will be nice and you can go and send me on my way i said you're such a sweet young thing why you do this to yourself she looked at me and this is what she said oh there ain't no rest for the wicked money don't grow. There ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good Not even 15 minutes later I'm still walking on the street When I saw the shadow of a man creep out of sight And then he swept up from behind He put a gun up to my head He made it clear he wasn't looking for a fight He said, give me all you got I want your money, not your life If you try to make a move, I won't think twice I told him you could have my cash But first you know I gotta ask What made you want to live this kind of life? I saw a preacher man in cups, she taking money from the church He stuffed his bank account with righteous dollar bills But even still I can't say much because I know we're all the same Oh yes we all seek out to satisfy those thrills You know there ain't no rest for the world
1: do you have any questions that you think we should cover in this last
3: um yeah I think it's always interesting you know like when people first started getting into video games and why and you know I think I totally hear how some people kind of shit on video games as kind of not being a political art form and so forth but I think you know there's a lot of stuff and i think i hear like friends that go to like comic-con and stuff and they dress up you know and here especially in seattle where we're such a hotbed for that right like Mm -hmm. i've encountered many gamers that actually are quite aware of you know issues around labor and representation and you know even i had just mentioned last time when i was talking about online platforms where it actually like makes it much more accessible for people to think about these issues because people are talking about it, especially around like representation or like Uh forms of representing minoritized folks in games that are incredibly problematic. Right. So like, yeah, I've had friends that come back from Comic-Con and there have been demonstrations at Comic-Con. There have been like folks that are really pushing the envelope of like we need to have more diverse forms of representation in games themselves. And we need to even perhaps like interrogate how the game is set up to like perpetuate racial logics or gendered logics and so forth. Um, so I find that stuff like very cool. And I find, you know, even in I'm trained as a literary scholar and cinema scholar, but you know, for us, there's even a branch in our, like, subsection of what we do, where people are becoming video game scholars, where they're like, yeah, it's of equal importance, because it has a narrative, and what we do in literary and cinema studies so much is pay attention to the narrative, and then we also pay attention to the history of the ideas that are baked into those narratives, Um, and video games have all of that, right? Imagine just, like, (laughs) the first player like shooter games and you're assuming the viewpoint and position of a character. And like, you know, it depends on who made that game to think about like, what do you see and what do you not see? What did the person who made this game include and did not include all of those are very political questions. Right. Right. So yeah, Yeah. I, I think, yeah, just something to chew on, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's really interesting. And then also how gaming, the industry of gaming is becoming more profitable. I mean, I, I yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like gaming now, I don't know what it's called, but you know how uh they these corporations, I guess, they hire people to play games on teams, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> esports. Esports. Yes, yeah, sorry, esports. Um, and their sponsorships and things like that all around these players. Um, yeah. and, and, and in addition to that, you have people who will watch oh, this is something I don't understand. Maybe you can explain this to me, but people watch other people play video games. Yeah for fun. So I, I don't understand <laughs> why, why do people do this? And- I mean,
3: I don't understand why people go to basketball games and basically <laughs> watch people run around and throw balls at each other
1: but, you know. <laughs> so, I, I mean it's the same thing right I guess I guess <laughs> so
3: I mean some people just have different preferences of what they want to watch, other people do so
1: yeah, I guess so, I guess so but yeah i've i have i have always yeah. found the gaming world to be something that you do that it's a more of an interactive Uh, form right and at least growing up it's uh, growing up and playing super mario brothers or you know that that kind of thing it's not and and if you did watch you wanted to watch so you learned and then you wanted to try it right oh how funny yeah yeah i've totally
3: played games with people that are like near me and i've asked you know i'm like do you want to play and they're like no i just like watching you play um, oh,
1: interesting. Okay. And it's a
3: total, like, some people really just, like, they love the, like, again, I play a lot of RPG games, so, like, mm-hmm. they love watching the narrative. They like watching, like, how I respond and what I do, and they think it's kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently played a very interactive game called Detroit uh, I Am Human or something. I don't know. It's about, it's like an AI yeah. game, but you make choices, and the whole game you can determine your own outcome, So there's no like predetermined ending, but you, there are multiple endings. Um, Uh And it is, it's an actual really fun game to just watch other people play because you're learning about the player um, as a spectator um, instead of interacting with the game yourself. And that's really cool cool to me, right? Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I played the demo of that and it was... um, interesting cuz like after you complete the first kind of scene then yeah. it it shows you kind of the or the kind of decision tree of right yeah things you like parts of the story you didn't activate or decisions you made and how they uh, you lost or you closed off certain branches of the story or that sort of yeah. thing and so yeah so that was also very interesting that i mean that decision tree is in a lot of these games but very importantly does the player allowed access to it so that was that was interesting yeah
1: so in terms of where games could go in the future what what would you like to see more of where would you like to see games evolve
3: Ooh, adam you start with that
2: (laughs) uh i think we need to go back a lot more to 2d side scroller castlevania games like symphony of the night we just need to make more of those. That was the perfect game. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I think going back to the question or the topic of kind of where you started getting into gaming and all of that, because um, yeah, I began playing as a kid when it was, you know, being a nerd, you were an outcast or whatever. And then I think like the, the main um, uh, pivot point was smartphones. Um, When those came out, like everyone became a quote gamer and you would be on the subway and everyone of all age groups would be looking at their phone playing stupid games and saying that they were a gamer. I don't know that had completely changed the industry, who was a gamer, whether like the uh, stereotypes of being a gamer, even a hardcore um, monetization of the gaming culture and gaming world. Uh, so yeah. I think there needs to be some course correction, a lot of that. And I think we're starting to see it. Some good things that came out of all of that, but yeah, some also very negative things. Um,
1: course correction, you mean more regulation, more uh, breaking up the big studios? Is I don't, that, know, is that I don't big... know
2: how, because I think the, um, the big corporations have figured out how to monetize games and it doesn't necessarily mean a more addictive game um and but those can become very profitable and so then there's just that uh encouragement to make more games like that and that that are
1: more addicting (laughs) rather than um interesting in terms of whether it be the narrative the politics Mm -hmm. or anything like that pushing that forward yeah Yeah. what about you al michael what do you think
3: Um, You know, I think we're going to move so much into the virtual domain with games, Um, more so than the kind of like 2D on your screen and stuff. I mean, I think there's totally going to be around where what I would like to see so much is like, you know, of course, I want more diverse forms of representing folks, but also I want the like logics that are baked into the gameplay to be rethought so much. And I'm curious to see like how virtual reality will respond to that. Like, I I honestly don't even know yet. I think there's so much potential there that's like an unthinkable potential. Right. Like, yeah. I think it's going to be really cool to see what people like, how they use that as a new site of, like, struggle over, you know, not replicating old stuff and, like, trying to create new spaces of, like, resistance to things, um, Hmm. but, oh gosh, that's such a hard question to really work with, I'm, like, I have no idea, I'm, You know, and I'm trying to even think about like what virtual reality could actually do for, you know, certain disabled folks or like, you know, other even just modes of engagement. Like Mm -hmm. I'm thinking now about like, you know, what does virtual reality allow us to even do in in ways of like medical care now that we're under like COVID-19, right? So I think like even the gaming world will perhaps like expand because it's building technologies that we can use and access in other sectors of our world right so yeah you know right now a lot of people are using gaming just to like calm their anxiety and and do a little form of escapism some of them are just bored right Mm -hmm. um and want to do that but you know so we're using it in different ways now and we're not all just being you know the original nerds that (laughs) you know we were back then but you know Yeah, it changes, and man, you know, I don't know. I
1: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Adam, what do we got next in our musical lineup?
2: To close out the set, I picked a few more ones from my history. The first one, um, or one of them I have, is uh, back from my kind of early days in gaming when my family just had a Mac computer and everyone else had PCs, so that meant we got to play games two years after everyone else. Wait, Not you, that I'm still bitter about this. You
1: had a Mac computer well, while growing up in Redmond, Washington. Yes. The hotbed of Microsoft. Well, it was kind of
2: before my... Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> lots to unpack there, but we don't have time. So moving on. Uh, so it, it is a uh, um, one of the games that I was very delayed in playing, uh, Command & Conquer Red Alert 2. Uh, so it's a, a small song from that uh, soundtrack um second is a uh a very ridiculous rhythm game um that my friend mark and i played together i think over one weekend um and the elevator level level still haunts my dreams of that game but uh so it was from the soundtrack was by the tokyo ska paradise orchestra which I have I think that whole soundtrack actually and then I actually really like some of their other songs so um and then to close out why not another Borderlands theme song so Borderlands 2 uh the heavy shortchange hero
1: okay excellent here we go hey. yeah, I,
4: yeah, we-